What's up, what's happening? Welcome to episode 21 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast, a group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me, not as always, for the very first time, we have Dean, longtime friend of the pod, uh, filling in for Johnny and Ian this week. Dean, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Curtis. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. You, uh, you've probably heard his name referenced on uh, on episodes in the back. You know, if you're familiar with Dean, I apologize to you. Um, let's jump right into the race because we had s- somehow 2021 just keeps delivering every single race. We had a good race at Paul Ricard in France. Um, now we get a a good race in Sochi. Like it's every. Every single time out, it seems that the 2020 is delivering. This is going to be a season to remember. Even if every other race, the rest of the year is a stinker. We had uh, Lando Norris uh, qualify on pole um, with signs in second and George Russell in third after a crazy Q3. Lando is in the lead up until about the last five laps. Then the rain comes and all just chaos ensues. Lando stays out on the slicks a little too long. He ends up finishing seventh. Lewis Hamilton swoops right in, gets his 100th Grand Prix victory in Formula One. So Lewis takes the win. He uh, retakes the lead in the Drivers' Championship. He is now up by two points on Max Verstappen. Mercedes extend their lead on Red Bull by 15 points. That gap is now 33 what a race just getting let's get initial thoughts out there dean just just first thing that comes to your mind well i'm i'm a newer i'm a newer fan to the sport so every race to me is fun and exciting and fresh even it was, when I it was to not show, always like this it was not always I, like this but even even the races that you guys have said were not that good i still watched and enjoyed but this one was a particular uh, enjoyed enjoyment to watch. Um, I was happy to see Hamilton make history. Uh, I was really impressed with what Verstappen did. And all in all, I mean, it, this was just another chapter in the book that this you know season has been writing. And I, I'm glad I got to watch it. I've, I've said this like two or three times already this season, but if, the rest of the season is half as good as it's been so far. We are in for such a treat. I mean, it's it's already I can I can see like the documentaries about this season already, like seeing these moments that we've had, like in Silverstone and in Monza, and even this last week with Hamilton taking the win. Like you can just see these moments in a bigger context. Um, just being incredible. But let's let's just segue that right into Changing the format up a little bit this week. Going to go right into uh, who is your uh, your rock star driver or team of the weekend? All right, all right. So the superlatives. Uh, my driver of the day was for the day was Max Verstappen. Uh, you know, even even with Red Bull, even with you know Max's abilities, just to you know start from the back and finish second. It, you know, you got to give him a lot of props for that. I, I definitely thought he was the most impressive driver of the day, but. Uh, for me, the driver of the weekend was Lewis Hamilton. He he did what he was supposed to. He went out there. He, you know, he finished or he started fourth in uh, qualifying, but he he won the race. He he made his history. So I, I definitely think he stood out as you know the the shining star of the weekend. But uh, and then I just wanted to give an honorable mention to 
Daniel Ricardo. I thought he had a really good weekend as well. Uh, you know, he, he had good qualifying for what it was worth. And then, you know, he finished fourth overall and, uh, you know, you think he might have had a little bit of hangover from his victory and maybe he, he might have taken one off. But no, he was right there competing for it. So uh, I definitely was really impressed with him as well. Yeah, every uh, every, every week that, that we see Daniel Ricardo kind of getting more comfortable in that car um, brings a, a little bit more of a smile to my face um, seeing him. I mean, not even close the gap between him and Lando because Lando is so incredible, but just just we know what he's capable of and, and well, I'm, I'm they, still they kind of riding that high. each other yeah the the it's not even closing the gap it's just they complement each other i think uh very well as a team for mclaren so it's good to see them you know obviously mercedes and red bull at the top for this season but it's good to see mclaren really make a run for it and show what they can be in the and future i mean if if ricardo can find that level of pace to to be up there near lando and have like to, I, I mean, conceivably, if we can get like Ricardo up there, like battling with the with the likes or ahead of the likes of, you know, Bottas and Perez, and we can get like two McLarens up there with Lewis and, and Max every week. I mean, like that's so good for the sport. It's so fun to see that that team dynamic. But no, I, I think I, I got to I got to agree. My driver of the weekend Lewis Hamilton. I think there's a lot of guys that deserve praise. Um, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, very, definitely very signs. solid weekend. Definitely yeah. signs. Definitely um, putting signs. it on P two, and he was he was even kind of disappointed with that. Um, but yeah. Q three was just so so crazy. Um, so him, so, yeah, starting second, uh, finishing third. I mean, it's the these race results are kind of like less relevant than they've ever been this year, just because of how the wet, you know, kind of screwed with everything. Like, there's a lot of a lot of guys who raced a lot better than their their you know finishing position shows. Um, but, but signs is not one of those guys. He, you know, he put it on, put it on, uh, on the front row there and qualifying finished third. I thought it was a great weekend from him, but I got to give to Hamilton. I mean, what a way to, to get your hundredth grand prix win. Um, you know, we, I know a lot of it was the luck people like saying that, you know, Lewis Hamilton's the luckiest driver. And I think he makes a lot of that luck himself. Um, this time I think it, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of luck there um from Lewis Hamilton to be able to pull out that win but he was hanging around and that's that's what happens when you hang around right behind the race leader long enough when you know there might be some rain it's going to happen exactly and yeah he 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 definitely got a little bit lucky with uh with how things with with Lando but he was still in the position to jump Lando if something exactly. did go wrong so yeah he he did his job he he did what he was supposed to do most people thought he was going to win this race and you know, he lived up to expectations, so uh, you can't you can't take anything from him. So it was it was good to see good to see him get that done and you know make history a hundred wins. Yeah, and it's I mean sure he the reason he started uh, started fourth was because he you know crashed, uh, damaged his wing um, in in Q three like an uncharacteristically Lewis mistake there, but. Again, he he did everything he needed to do. Worst case scenario, he would have been P two, which just goes to show how how talented he is. Getting into uh, wanker of the week because I know we want to talk about weather, so I'm going to use this as our opportunity. Um, I'll, I'll let you go first, and then I'll get into mine. Uh, wanker or wankers of the weekend, if it's if it's a single team. Um, for me, it was just one wanker of the week. I didn't want to be too hard. Uh, you know, 
obviously the guys that didn't finish Latifi and Schumacher, yeah, they had they 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 had their own problems, and you know that kind of stuff happens. I don't really blame them for exactly what happened, but um, for me, it was Lance Stroll. Uh, he just <laughs> he is not looked. He has not looked like a great driver in in recent races, and uh, this weekend was just another example of it. Uh, and I, I I can't really think of anyone else that would really be deserving of that spot. So that that's what it is for me. So to to jump on that point, yeah, Aston Martin uh, seventh place this year. Um, they were fourth last year. Um, obviously, as racing point, but fourth last year. On merit, they probably should have been third, if not for that uh, the the points penalty that they ended up getting for possibly stealing Mercedes brake ducts. But so on merit, they were they were you know three point five on the grid last year. They are firmly in seventh right now, twenty five points behind AlphaTauri. Another fun note: neither AlphaTauri nor Aston Martin scored a point this week. Neither team scored Ooh. a point this week which is brutal. We will get more into that. Um, but my, my wankers of the week, it's, it's funny because my first two thoughts were uh, the weathermen, the meteorologists and, <laughs> and the TV director. And I work in broadcasting. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with both of those professions. And I know that they often deserve the benefit of the doubt, but this was like the second worst broadcast we've had behind, you know, Monaco, which has just become a, a meme at this point with the, the Lance stroll, his face popping up everywhere. I mean, they weren't showing any of the action. They, they were missing. They, they weren't showing which tires everyone was on, on the, on the little like grid bug up there. They weren't showing any overtakes. They were not showing anything. I don't want to harp on too much on that because I know most people weren't paying as much attention as I was, but it was an absolute disaster. Um, then also, yeah, the, the meteorologist, it was like, what a bad week for, to be a weatherman. Like, I know it's a thankless job when you get it right. Everyone expects it. And when you get it wrong, you're the boogeyman. Like, yeah. and this just summed that up perfectly. Um, land and and I'll I'll jump right into kind of Lando's situation. I mean, they they were telling him like it's it the rain's coming. How is it? They were trying to let him feel it out, um, but no one knew. And a lot of people are jumping on Lando for you know like and, and McLaren for not pitting him, but no one really knew. If you listen back, like I've done to all the team radios, there were a lot of teams that didn't know. I mean, hell. Alpha Tauri like told Pierre Gasly to stay out on slicks because they didn't think that the heavy rain was coming and it obviously did and cost him. So uh, a, a rough, rough week for, for weathermen, actual drivers. I, I will agree with you. It was a rough week for, uh, for, for Lance Stroll. Yeah, I, I should, I, I should definitely the team orders and stay I, I should have, I should have expanded on that. Just like, just for me, what with Lance Stroll, you know, he started from seventh from the qualifying and then he finished uh, just outside of the points at 11th. So he's definitely he qualified got a eighth, but Bottas yeah. had, a, had to have the grid drop. So yeah. exactly for the penalty. But, um, you know, just fi finishing just outside the points, it's got to be brutal. Like if he would have finished, you know, 15th or something, it would have been like, all right, I just had a bad I had a bad weekend, whatever. But he, you know, he had a good good starting spot and he was just outside the point so you know he's got to be uh upset with how everything went and then he obviously had the incident with bumping pierre gasly and it just he he has not looked like 
you know, the a young up and coming driver that we thought Lance Stroll was in the past. So uh, hopefully he gets it together. But um, yeah, that that's why he was my wanker of the week. But uh, to expand upon with your the broadcasting thing, uh, I also think a lot of it might have to do with just the Sochi track isn't really prepared for the F1 broadcast. So that might've had something to do with it as well. But they have like their own, their own teams that normally do like an exceptional job at all of that. And the reason Monaco was such a disaster is because they're the only, they're the only circuit that provides their own broadcast team. They put their own director out there that set up their cameras and have their own broadcast situation. So like they have it pretty much nailed down. Like if you look at yeah. past Sochi broadcasts, like they were mostly okay. fine, and this okay. one just like you was, you would know, you would know. Yeah, the, it it was just garbage. Like I, I see your point. It is it's a it's a large track. It's a tough setup, but I, I put most of that. I don't know exactly who's in charge, but it was it was just garbage. But yeah, rough weekend for for uh, for Lance Stroller. He didn't have like an entirely bad race. It was just he could have been a little better in qualifying. We've normally seen him be good in the race, and then ignoring your team when they tell you to pit you know yeah that was sure. that was the big one you can come off looking like a hero if if it all works out um but when you spin into the wall then ignore that and then crash into somebody like you're 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 the wanker of the weekend congratulations Lance Stroll. you have gotten yeah, gotten your it, honor it happens other other points there i mean yeah we we kind of touched on uh on some of this stuff before but um mclaren Let's just get right into to Lando Norris, um, who I yeah. think we really need to touch on this, um, you know, for an extended period of time. Is this is this his was this his fault? Was this the team's fault? Was this just a stroke of bad luck? I think in my mind, it's mostly just the latter. It's mostly just just some bad luck. Um, but we've seen a lot of takes on on Twitter blaming everyone that they could possibly be blamed because it's Twitter. Um, what what were your thoughts watching the end of that race? Because I mean, it was heartbreaking to watch live. It 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 really was because you know Lando's such an easy guy to cheer for. There's not too many more likable guys in the grid than him. I mean, it, you want to see <laughs> one of them like is his teammate, unfortunately. But yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But after last week, you know, he he was he was being a good teammate for Ricardo. He, he's he's put in the work. He's He's done really well. We've seen him, you know, progress so much as a driver. You really wanted to see him get rewarded with that win. And to just have it fall apart like that was definitely heartbreaking. But, you know, you also have to be really impressed with how well he was doing because after, you know, after he fell out, he got right back in it and still finished in the points for seventh. So, um, and he finished with fastest lap as well. So he, I mean, he he still he still looked impressive in yeah. defeat in the dry conditions. That, that's he one was, of yeah, he was great. Exactly, and that the so you know it, his time will come. Everyone's saying it. He got so much support from the F1 community after it. I mean, you looked on social media, you looked everywhere. Everyone was pulling for him. So you know he'll he'll come back and he'll get that that win that he's been looking for and it'll be that much sweeter after having something like this happen. So my, so. yeah, my, my two thoughts on that are, are one that like it's, and I know this is like totally an exaggeration, but it, it, like is Lando getting his first win becoming the, the new uh, like George Russell scoring his first points, you know, like it, it's like, Oh my gosh, like every, everything that can happen. And, and we haven't, 
had that many situations yet, but it, that thought crossed my mind. Like ne- every time he gets in a chance to win a race, are we going to see something just like horrific bad luck happen to him? Um, and the other thing was just that, yeah, it, it, it's, I feel like it was mostly bad luck. We even saw um, Lewis talking to him on track after the race, asking him like, you know, were you, were you telling your team you wanted to stay out on those tires? I was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And Mercedes, after Lewis kind of bypassed their instructions on, on one lap, told him, Bach, like, you're coming in. Like, you're coming in. This weather's getting bad. You're in. McLaren never did that with Lando. And I get it. He, he, wanted, his, he wanted his first race win. Um, but, I mean, even if they had pitted him on that second lap where, where they could have come in, worst case was P2. And he, that would have exactly. been back-to-back P2s you know, for, for Lando, it's just, that, that would have made, that would have made that, him, but yeah, that would have made him driver of the weekend. Honestly. I mean, it would have been, it would have been one of the feel good drives uh, of the year. <laughs> the only reason I say one of is because his teammate again had the, you know, probably exactly. the biggest of the year last week. Um, but McLaren gain, um, they, they only ended up gaining four points, um, on Ferrari this year. So they now lead by 17 and a half points. Um, on Ferrari um, after that monster weekend in Monza really, really, um, you know, opened, opened it up and took the lead yeah. back. Um, getting to Ferrari, we talked a little bit about signs. He had a, a, a very good week, you know, starting second, um, putting it third um, uh, on the podium yeah. there at the end. Uh, uh, just a, just another clean weekend from signs. He is now, let's see where he is. He gained 15 points on Charles Leclerc. He now leads, uh, Lead Charles by uh let's see here seven and a half seven and a half wait no eight and a half eight and a half points over Charles Leclerc like and Charles had some bad luck you know the crash in Monaco where Carlos mm-hmm. ended up on the podium um you know this week again Charles you know takes an engine penalty then you know spun out on the slick tires when the rain came and yet again Carlos takes a penalty but. I think I mean he's he's having uh, he's having an incredible season here, just incredibly consistent, which we don't often see from a, a new driver with a new team with a new car. Um, you know, we look at it, and Signs is um, you know significantly ahead of of uh, Daniel Ricardo, who's kind of in a similar situation. I think that's a fair comparison. I think those cars are are very comparable, and Signs is uh, almost twenty points ahead of Daniel Ricardo in the in the standings. So I just wanted to touch on how consistent of a season Carlos Sainz has had in his first year with this team. Absolutely. And if you're Ferrari, you, you got to be really, uh, you got to be really impressed with that and, you know, excited for what the future holds for him. Uh, he's definitely quietly made his way through the field this year, just, you know, driving, driving his race, doing what he needs to do. Um, obviously we know Ferrari doesn't have the best car in the field. So all things considered, he's, he's doing the best he can with that. And we're starting to see the results. So yeah, he, he definitely gets a lot of credit for how he drove this weekend. Um, and then you had, you, you had mentioned Norris earlier. I, I just wanted to talk about him right now real, very quick. Uh, you know, he did really well in qualifying. He finished third and you know, he ended up finishing 10th, which, you know, you, you might say that's disappointing falling seven spots, but in his car, you know, all with, with how everything he did, not Norris, I, I, I'm sorry, I said Norris, I meant to say George Russell. Okay. Uh, but yeah, with George Russell, when he fell 
those uh those spots he he still had he's still finishing the points and he's still doing really well so uh yeah how quickly you, we've you gotten used to george russell in the points you know and it's good to see and uh i i i i I was really impressed with him because it's not like he was the guys ahead of him, you know, are, are bad drivers. Every, everyone that finished ahead of him is like someone you would expect to finish ahead of George Russell in a Williams car, but maybe not to, Kimi Raikkonen, but that's the only one. I, but you know, Kimi's Kimi, he's, he's still the legend, but yeah, George, I thought George Russell looked pretty impressive this weekend as well. Um, it would have been nice to see him maybe keep a little bit of the momentum that he had from his starting spot, but it's a, it, it, if he's getting points and we know he's going to Mercedes next year, everything is just, you know, cherry on the top. Yeah, completely agreed. I don't, I don't think we can realistically expect, um, expect much more than him, you know, even starting third to finish 10th, um, at a, at a, at a track like that, like in a Williams, that's a that's a great result, and you know even with the uh, with the rain and everything kind of uh, kind of coming down there. Um, let's jump into we kind of touched on how bad of a week Alpha Tauri had. Um, you know, mm. no no points. Um, mm. Gasly getting uh, you know taken out by you know hit by Stroll there at the end. Um, and I and I do kind of want to tie this into our. Our next big conversation. Um, I wanted to briefly touch on Alpha Tauri, which was the fact that uh, Pierre Gasly was running 15th, Valtteri Bottas was running 14th when the rain came. They made the call to pit Valtteri Bottas. He finished fifth. He jumped from 14th <laughs> to fifth on that call. Pierre Gasly, he was trying to get on the intermediates. They told him to stay out, and Pierre Gasly finishes 13th. Um, just kind of compounding a, a a bad, bad, bad weekend for Alpha Tauri. Again, neither them nor Aston Martin scored any points this week. But leapfrogging off of that into Valtteri Bottas, the Bottas Checo Perez debate has been hot all year long. And it was a few weeks ago where we had a debate, me, Ian, and Johnny, about who you'd rather have going forward for the rest of the year. And Ian and Johnny were pretty adamant that Bottas was the guy. I think this is, I mean, Bottas has been extremely solid the last few weeks. I think we've seen a lot of their points kind of come true. Uh, So Bottas now sits at firmly in third, uh, 12 points ahead of Lando Norris in the, in the driver's standings. That's exactly where he should be. That's good for Mercedes. That's good for him. Um, Paris sits at fifth, 19 points behind Lando Norris, but how much of this? How much of this is just kind of luck, or how much of this is like Bottas driving significantly better than Perez? I think Perez had some bad luck going against him this week. I, you know, it's a little column A, little column B. Uh, Perez has definitely had some struggles this year. It hasn't always been his fault, but some uh, sure. there's definitely been some moments where you would have really liked to seen Perez, you know, show that he deserves to be that number two spot for Red Bull that, you know, he, he is, he is a guy that can compete and push max to be a better driver and be that guy. But he, he hasn't really always shown, shown up for the moment. So this was another weekend where he, he didn't really look that impressive. Obviously he had some issues with, you know, whether it, uh, when he was going to get to pit and get the yeah, get his tires. Some bad, bad strategy from Red Bull, yeah. both in Q3 and in the race. I will say, yeah, the the communication was poor on that. So you can't you can't give him all of the blame. But 
Yeah, it's, it's got to be frustrating for him, too. You know, you see Max Verstappen, he started back of the field and jumps everyone and finishes in second place in the same car that he's driving where, you know, he <laughs> he, he finishes ninth. He he almost missed out on points. You know, he, he very easily could have uh, as well. So it, Perez, he's definitely got to he's he's got to show something here. Uh, I mean, he's he's locked in for next year, yeah. but he definitely has to show, you know, that he is that guy because uh, right now for this season, yeah, Valtteri uh, Bottas has looked like the better number two for his respective team uh, completely. And he Bottas has had some troubles, too. He he's had his moments, but he's responded really I was well. Say, to yeah, it's there. Everyone's going to have their struggles. Yeah. But but Bottas has seemed to be able to. And, and a lot of that comes with, you know, he's been at that team a longer time. But Bottas has been able to answer the answer the bell when those when those problems come for the most part. And Checo just it just again, if this was a one off week, you know, like if, it, if mm-hmm. he'd been doing great and then all of a sudden, oh, Red Bull screwed him on strategy. That's fine, but we wouldn't be having this conversation. We're having this conversation because he's been struggling more weeks than he's not. And what did you say the difference was in the constructors? Uh, 33 points. Mercedes is up on Red Bull. And I think I think Sergio Perez, and well, let's check this out right now. Sergio Perez is 31 points behind Valtteri Bottas. Exactly in the, in the drivers. So it's, exactly. I mean, it's, it's almost all right there for them. And, right? and so it's got to be frustrating for Red Bull as well because, you know, they could very easily be winning this constructors championship they were right just now. not too long ago yeah exactly and you know they they definitely expected perez to carry a little bit more of that weight and he he didn't necessarily come through you know some of those times when max couldn't so that they're definitely seeing the effects of that I, and uh, yeah yeah so i yeah I, hopefully he gets it together you know you, you there's nothing it's not, it's not like you want to see him not succeed. You, you definitely want to see him do well, but uh, we just haven't really seen it too, too much recently. Because yeah. he, what does he have? One, he has one win this season, I think, and two yeah, podiums. Yeah, that was Baku, which was just a... Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, Max's tire blowout and Lewis yeah, going cluster. off the track on the restart with three laps left. Exactly. Um, and then he had yeah. one other podium, I think, as well. And that's pretty much it for, you know, getting those big point shares whereas you know i think we've seen a lot more consistency from uh Bates, so yeah which seems crazy to say because Bates had such a rough 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 start to the season but he mm-hmm. really, really has um seemed to kind of turn it around here uh maybe just having the stability of knowing that he's you know he's going to alfa romeo having a nice long-term deal on the back end um helping him get a, a little more comfortable um even here with with mercedes um but perez is closer to the Ferraris of he heck he's closer to Charles Leclerc in seventh place than he is to Lando Norris in fourth place. And Mm -hmm. I know that can all be undone in one race, but he just hasn't quite found it. And I feel bad having this conversation this week because this, this one really feels like it wasn't his fault because what Checo did was have a really great long first stint, which is what he's known for 36 laps on the starting on the hard tires going Mm -hmm. long. That's what he does. And that strategy would have worked out fairly well if it wasn't for this rain. So it's it's unfortunate that we have to have this conversation due to circumstances that weren't really his fault, but the conversation deserves to be had nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, on another note, Fernando Alonso finishing in sixth place. Yeah, that's the, the <laughs> last kind of big 
Um, <laughs> big like talking point I wanted to get to was uh, a bit, uh, you know, big week for uh, Fernando there. He had a, a good a good qualifying and then a, a good race. He he made his way up into I think it was either P three or P four um, until the yeah. rain came and then they exactly. held him out a little too long. He had to pit and he finished. Uh, yeah, finished there in sixth. But he after the race was saying he was, that he thought he kind of deserved P three and I, I I agree with him. Yeah, he was in the mix until like the forty seventh, forty eighth lap. I mean, he was he was right there with it. So it, it's good to see the legend. You know, two it's a two textbook legends, textbook Fernando race, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And yeah, it's cool to see him and Kimmy getting six getting and eight. Yeah. yeah, they're getting points like this at this point in their careers. You know, it, it, it's exciting. So. Uh, I was impressed with uh, how uh, Fernando Alonso and Kimi did too. I mean, but let's talk about Kimi for a second. Uh, he comes back from COVID missing, you know, missing those races. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, he, he didn't really show anything in qualifying and then just walks into the points at eight. Yeah. Points. He, he, he's kind of like the shining example of someone just like stumbling into the points <laughs> because of the weird circumstances. But like at this point, it, like we know that car doesn't deserve to be up there. So it's, it's you know, it, it, it's I, even it's more impressive that he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. If that especially with that car. It just he he snuck his way in there and he had a Kimi race and got to see him and Alonzo finish with points. So classic I, Kimi. Uh, you know, I was happy. Everyone was, was everyone's happy. ready to praise him, you know, and celebrate his career as he announces his uh, retirement from Formula One and he just disappears for three weeks with COVID, yeah. you know, and then just comes yeah. back and sneaks in the points. Like yeah. the classic Kimmy top 10 bet. I, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to crunch the numbers this week and figure out what, what the numbers actually are on that. Cause I feel like it's gotta be, it's starting to become profitable now at this point, but it's like the ultimate 50, 50 bet on betting. Kimmy top 10, top 10 this, uh, this year, but it, it's, it's, it's been great to see That's Those are all kind of all of all the, uh, main, main talking points I wanted to have. I did want to give you an opportunity and we know you are, uh, uh, the the what the, the 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 vice chairman the treasurer of the uh, Nicholas Latifi Mid Missouri <laughs> Fan Foundation yeah uh, yeah yeah the Mid Missouri uh, Nicholas Latifi Supporters Club here yes uh, uh, I apologize I, I've I've been campaigning to Curtis off the air through text messages to talk about Nicholas Latifi I told him we, we would if 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 he gives us I know to. I know I know I know uh, he did he did not he I, he technically you know, got a race finish, but he didn't really finish the race. He, yeah, he classified he to, without finishing. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't really do, do too hot. Also started so at the back was, because of a, a new engine. He had a, a grid drop. So he started 19. Yeah. Yeah. In between and, uh, Leclerc and Max kind of tough company, but. And you, you just got to think for these guys like Latifi, uh, Giovinazzi, Ocon, uh, Lance Stroll, there's a lot of these guys who are like kind of in the middle towards the back and you, you got to wonder what the future holds for them because there's great drivers in F2 right now. There's, there, there's, you know, we got Alex Albon coming back into the fold. These guys, they have to be, you know, aware that their future isn't guaranteed. So, you know, at this point, late into the season, you got to imagine there's maybe a little desperation for them to kick it up and, you know, show their respective teams like, Hey, you know, we're still here. We could, we could possibly do something. Uh, so I, you know, it's disappointing to see how a lot of these guys have just consistently finished towards the back. So hopefully next year, you know, for for some of these guys it's going to be make or break and we'll we'll see some good drama with that 
Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that next year we get a, a little bit more drama. Uh, as far as like silly season went this year, you know, the summer break drama, um, you know, we had uh, Lucas Geisler, ABC 17 uh, news anchor, DM'd <laughs> me like, you know, a month before the announcements happened and said, hey, what are your predictions for, you know, for the driver's changes? And I got all of them correct, just from like following F1 rumors as much as I do. Like it was nothing nothing out of the ordinary really happened and it kind of sucks you like you said there's a lot of talent in f2 i mean there's a lot of like i'd love to see a guy you know like we got guys like colton herta and in uh an indy car you know Mm -hmm. like cheering for an american to maybe come over like there's so much talent and i don't know if it's covid or just you know like the the financial state of of the world and formula one now where everyone's trying to play it safe um We've got obviously got Oscar Piastri um, in F2, like just crushing it and and doesn't even sniff an F1 seat this year. No, which just seems wrong. All all the spots are pretty much spoken for for next year. I mean, even Haas has already said, you know, we're rolling with Mazepan and Schumacher, which is shocking to me because I mean, I mean, I guess it makes sense. when you think about it, no, it's not shocking. It's shocking to me because of how much of a disaster that they have been. Um, but I, I really would have liked um, to see Mick maybe go somewhere else, which still wouldn't have left a seat open necessarily, but Mick going yeah. somewhere else and then um, it, just splitting that group up because they they have no chemistry. And obviously Mazepin's not going anywhere. Um, it's it's I mean, hell, the t- it's yeah. probably going to be called Team Mazepin here. and. <laughs> within 18 months or so. So we knew he wasn't leaving, but I just, it, it sucks to see these, these young guys, not just really not, not get a shot. Cause we've got so many guys that are just like locked in and, and, you know, Mick, you know, bless his heart, love the guy root for him every single week. But between, I hate to lump him in with this, but you know, between Mick stroll and Mazepin, yep. that's three guys who are there based on their last name. Yeah, for, for yeah. one reason or another, those are three guys who have this. They all, you know, have have their place, but the, not necessarily three guys that are there because of their last name. Three guys that aren't going anywhere because of their last name. Three guys that whose seats are cemented no matter what they do, pretty much. Um, but the yeah, the the outlier with Mazepan is that Stroll and uh, Schumacher they had success at the lower levels, uh, especially Mick. You know, yeah, Mick, yeah, Mick, Mick crushed was, it last year. Yeah, he was an Oscar really, Piastri type season. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. sniff a seat. So, whereas you know, Mazepan is Mazepan, but you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn this into a Mazepan. I'm giving him a chance. Yeah, us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. let the season finish out and then start my rants at the preseason pod next year. Exactly, exactly, and. For all we know, Haas has something cooking up for next season, and they'll be the dark horse. We don't know that. I mean, it's unlikely. Narrator, but... they did not. <laughs> I, you know that that it's wishful thinking, but it, we'll we'll give it another chance. And I think Mick. I mean, he's going to take what he can get. If if a team wants to pay him to drive, even if it's the worst car in the field, he's going to do it, and yeah. he's going to do it the best he can. He, he so. deserves a seat. Yeah, that I wasn't yeah. trying to trying to get at him on that. I was. Oh no, no, no! Unfortunate it, that they're having you know three guys, fifteen percent of the field just com- where their spots are just kind of cemented on on name alone. Yeah, and uh, you know. It's been bad this season. It'll probably end bad this season, like it's been going. But 
you know, next year's new year. So hopefully I, they, I think uh, what Haas most likely has cooking up next year is like one of those baskets from hell from chopped Halloween, <laughs> you know, like candy corn, pumpkin and Laffy Taffy. That's that, that that's where I think, well, I think what they need to do is figure out how to, you know, have green and red shells, just like run in a circle as they're driving. And that that's how they win. That, that that's how they'll get it done we need somebody uh, uh gunter steiner just you know throwing slinging bananas uh out of the track, you know whatever we gotta <laughs> exactly. do here you know some find a way exactly. to attach a, a bullet onto the car whatever, whatever we need to do all right that's that's kind of uh kind of all i have for the uh you know the the 2021 russian grand prix from sochi um briefly touching on uh turkish grand prix so not uh this upcoming weekend but i believe the race is october october 3rd no, 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 I'm sorry. October 8th. October 10th. October, October 8th through 10th. 8th is the yeah. 8th is um is FP1, the 10th is yeah. the race. Um yeah. don't really know much about this race. We have not seen it much. Um it got put in as a replacement race last year. Um it was absolutely crazy. They had gotten like a they had gotten it resurfaced. Apparently it was like an ice rink out there, um, from what everybody said. Um, and then the rain actually came, making it even worse. Lewis Hamilton obviously won in those conditions. And then this year it came in to originally replace Canada. Uh, then, um, the UK Turkey COVID restrictions came in, so they canceled it. And now it is back on coming in to replace Singapore. (laughs) Here we are. So Um, don't really know much about the track, but a little bit of background. I, I don't I didn't really see a whole lot about the track either, but I it, it did look like it's in a gorgeous setting, like you know, trees and As forests. Ian would, and... Say, Ian would probably <laughs> say those gorgeous Hungarian hills, you know, out there yeah, in Istanbul. Yeah, yeah it, it's the it's the scenic part of Istanbul that uh, this track is in. So we'll we'll get some uh, we'll get some good photography, so, some good some good shots of the backdrops and whatnot out there, yeah, but I, yeah, not I, with the crew I, that was in Russia. Exactly. But I, I haven't seen anything about the race, um, about the course or who, who it'll play to. So I don't really have any predictions for how it'll go. I mean, just the old standby Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, some, some kind of combination of that. That'll be, that'll be who's going for in the mix right now. Cause this is that home stretch. We've got a, a driver's championship separated by two points. I mean, yeah. What, and what more do you want? And that with, with two crashes this year, like it, exactly. And that you said the constructors is what? 33 points, 33. Yeah. Which is again, yeah. one weekend. They're all exactly. one weekend away. Exactly. Yeah. So anything could happen. And with the way the season has gone, you know, I, I would not be that surprised to see something crazy and maybe Ferrari gets a, gets a double podium or something this season. And, you know, hits back in McLaren. I, I, I have no idea. So I've just, as the, as the newer fan that I am, I, every race is, every race is, is exciting as the last for me. Hey, and, and unless, uh, barring any, um, sort of COVID replacements, which I mean, the schedule is very, very much up in the air right now. We've got this. And then two weeks after Istanbul, we have the United States Grand Prix from Austin, Texas. Uh, so Hey, it's it, it, we're finally, hopefully getting getting something on on home soil. But we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next next year. Next year, the Yank Shack Miami, is gonna going to be broadcast live. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be live from Miami or or Austin. Either way, 
<laughs> that's what we're doing. Bel- Belgian, our Belgian listeners, keep keep listening. We'll fly one one lucky Belgian <laughs> listener out next year. Join us in, in in Miami. That's all we got for you. Follow us on Twitter at Yankshaft F one. We'll catch you guys for a uh, recap of the Turkish Grand Prix from Istanbul Park. Catch you later. Hi, mom. <laughs>